With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Orlando Improv. At this time, we ask that you note the two emergency exits at the front and rear of the showroom. In case of an emergency, please proceed to these locations. Please turn all phones to off or vibrate position. Toggle and heckling are not tolerated any time during the show. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Orlando! It's Jimmy from Boston. Welcome to the first live cast ever. I wish I could be there, but they don't let me out much, you know? So, Lou, let's kick this thing off, kid. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco! Listeners are listening at home. Do you hear the excitement? This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. So uh, we didn't think anybody was going to show. But uh, yeah, thank you for coming to the uh, first ever live podcast. Uh, So I just want to get a gauge. Do we have, uh, are these all pretty much listeners of the cast? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So uh, we got to thank you guys for uh, not only listening but coming out this afternoon and uh, spending a little little time with uh, Pete and I. Yeah. Uh, Pete brought up uh, apparently some notes and uh, pencil. It's blank right now. I'm so out of my element, dude. I mean, I'm a long way from the back of the Jeep in uh, the Tim Hortons parking lot. So... So normally we do this thing, uh, I'm in my house, Pete's in his house, so this is the first time. It's actually awkward for us <laughs> to be uh, face-to-face. It's really, it's really strange, but... Uh, it is every, uh, there's so many things, like, let me, let me fill in the listeners at home, too, all right? So we got the bus, we come in the bus, we're hanging out, DJ Lou is here, yeah. DJ Lou... He has a couple of smokes. I go, come on, I'll show you the bus. We go on the bus. Within two minutes, I'm in the back talking to Sebastian. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, the whole front of the bus smells like smoke. I can't even sit up there. (laughs) Shan Pex, baby. The countdown is on, right, Lou? It's called Chantix. Chantix. I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. Shan Pex. What is that, a cereal? (laughs) Yeah, well, nothing changes. We could be in an outdoor environment, but we're still correcting me, huh? <laughs> All right. So do we, what do we get into? I hope everyone had a good holiday. We officially got, you got my Christmas gift, which the listeners want to hear too. We got okay. our gifts from Lou. Yes. 
Go to get into that. So yeah, well, well let's just start right off. Um, what did Lou get you? What's that? What did Lou get you? Lou got me. <laughs> a little uh, baby Michael Jackson t-shirt for Serafina. Oh. And a, and a book to go along with it that explains who Michael Jackson is. I, I swear to God, I opened it up, I wept. It's like a little story, you know, that you could like tell her a story before she goes to bed of who the man was while she's wearing the t-shirt. Does, does it mention the zoo? The zoo. His zoo and uh, visit is, no, or does no, it just no, stick I, to the music? A <laughs> <laughs> chapter three has a zoo that boys and girls will come visit. <laughs> She'll learn about that when she's a little older and Uncle yeah, Pete visits. No, I don't think that <laughs> <laughs> I'll fill in the loops. Well, Lou, I guess the, the Stevie Nicks uh, onesie got lost in the mail, huh? I got you records. Sebastian, I, I got him records. Oh, you got him records? Yeah. 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 Vinyl. Fleetwood oh. Mac, uh, Rumors, and uh, the Doors album. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's nice. nice. That's a nice I, gift. I should have went first because yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, when you were giving us our gifts, did you feel you nailed it more with Sebastian's? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel with my records? <laughs> Well, it's better than Mort Sahl records that I usually like. <laughs> no, I love my records. You know I did, man. It was a great gift. Now, what did you get, Lou? Uh, cash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I had no time. This is what happened uh, for you guys. So uh, we, we know Serafina. <laughs> cash. Yeah. So I didn't plan on getting Lou cash. I really wanted to get him a gift, but... Um, Serafina was in the hospital again last week for five days, and uh, she's, she's all right now, but same issue, respiratory issue, and uh, I, my Christmas shopping was stunted. Yeah. I, cu no. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. So before the show started, I went in the back, and uh, I said, Lou, no card, nothing, just... <laughs> <laughs> he just gave it to him now. Yeah, right before the show. Holy shit. And let's be honest, Lou. It's the best gift you got all season, right? <laughs> it really is. It really is. It is. I classed it up a little. I, I got him a gift card for cash. Oh, you did? Yeah. From what? From Anywhere what? he wants. Oh, just like a Visa? Like a Visa one. Okay. Yeah. Is there a reason you're holding the mic stand? I'm going back and <laughs> forth, bro. <laughs> this is what where do we get into I opened for him at the arena the other day this, this guy is the Bono of stand-up comedy right now it was insane but we were playing in a round stage uh, and we'll get into that in a minute so this is <laughs> I'll bring I'm, something up and go, we'll, we'll get back to well, that well because we're still talking oh, about we're still talking about the gift okay the gift. so so I get home and uh, there's a box and Lana goes uh, I almost killed myself opening up this box. And I said, well, what's the problem? So we go to the box, and there's a blade coming out of a wooden box. So if you would have picked it up and un unknowingly not known that, you could have took your finger off, right? Oh, here we go already with the safety. <laughs> so like, what is it? I open it up, and it's a sword. 
It's a sword. Silver, stainless steel, handcrafted in Italy. Okay. <laughs> Bro, we can't have a wings too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck is it? And I'm reading, it's, a, it's, it's called a saber, and it's used to open up a champagne bottle. You're, you, take a, you take it, and then the cork takes somebody's eye out. Yeah. And I go, ah, like, this is like, it's a, it's a cool gift, but I don't remember ever talking about a saber. Did, I don't ever remember saying I wish I had a tandem bike. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, no. I, I, I thought that we might have talked about this on... Lou, do oh. you remember talking about this on the cast? Totally, yeah. What? Do about you what? remember this? About uh, opening up the champagne with a sword. Okay, so we talked about it. You, you don't even remember the way you're looking at me. No, I don't remember that. We did? <laughs> I thought that's why I got it, because we did a whole show about a saber. I'm like, I don't remember... I got it because I was like looking for something unique, and I'm like, this is like a Shingetti. We always talked about a Shingetti, but this is better because, do you know, did you read the story about Napoleon? No. Did it come in a box? It was supposed to come in a custom box, and it tells you about how this, it became a tradition, and it started with Napoleon, or was it like Yazubit, like you didn't read it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't read, like... That's part of the gift. Okay, Napoleon, when he conquered, uh, when he won his final big war, to celebrate, they had boxes of champagne for all the troops, but they had no way of opening it. So he pulled out his saber and he sliced the neck and the cork gets stuck with a little piece of the round glass. And then your tradition, you write on that, like the day we won the war. And that became tradition. You smash open the champagne, which I also added. Yeah, he, he sent a nice bottle of champagne along with the saber. Um, yeah. But I don't know. So when the baby boy is born, wah! Date of birth, save the cork. Right? It's, it, listen. Look. Let me paint a, a picture. This thing comes with the... What's going on over there? Is there a little chit-chat over there? What? It's a full show going on up here. I just kept hearing like a lot of whispering. So this shingetti, whatever the fuck you want to call it, comes with a uh, comes with a, a holder. You, you, yeah. you know, you're supposed to display it. Um, and and uh, by the wings, <laughs> by the wings. Um, so so anyway, it was a very nice gift that that uh, that Pete gave me. But uh, I don't remember, and apparently you guys do, us talking about opening up a champagne with with a shingetti. I know you have a shingetti to go right. out, and, right. and 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 you know just in case you get attacked. Right. But I thought this accomplished two things. It's kind of like a shingetti, and when we're looking at it, you know, you being so Italian, Jackie's reading it was my idea. She goes, "Guy, guy, it was even made in Italy." I go, "He'll love that." You know, so, and you know, and look, let's, I'll address the elephant in the room. We've all saw the Forbes article two years in a row. What, what, you get, what do I get you that you can't get no, yourself? No, it's not, I listen, thought it was cool. It's he a, knows. It's, it's, We're proud it's, of you. It's, no, it's very sweet. It's a very nice gift. 
Uh, so listen, if anybody wants it, I got it in the... No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Lou, that's I'm an kidding. edit, because if Jackie hears that, friendships are going to be deteriorating. <laughs> no, it's not. She said that this morning, guy. If he doesn't like that gift, I, I seriously... No, it's very nice. It's very nice. Lana, it, it actually has a, like a little... Um, coming off the handle, it has like a little... Um, what do you call it? Like a little tail. Yeah. Like a tassel. Yeah, it's got a tassel. Yeah. All it's I'm nice. saying is y- y- there is no way you can tell me that you're not going to have an evening where you're having a party and a bunch of people over and you're going to have a buddy there and you look over and go, I got to show you something. And you're going to pull it out and you guys are going to go, ah, oh, that's nice. No, for New Year's Eve, I think we will we'll whip out the sword. And uh, relax, guy. <laughs> Let's get organized. <laughs> We'll whip out the sword and, and then celebrate uh, the new year with, uh, with Pete's saber. So, um, Beautiful. That, I'm glad what, you like it forcefully. <laughs> that's what we, uh, we did over the holiday season with the gifts. Uh, and now Pete's, Pete's, um, Pete and I have been traveling. We started out in Fort Lauderdale. We went to Tampa last night. We're here in Orlando. And, uh, yeah, so we haven't have a fall. We a tour, tour, what is this? Come on. <laughs> We got a tour bus, and uh, we've been having a lot of laughs on the on the bus. It's, and, uh, and, and, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's, 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 it's kind of cool to hang out because we don't really hang out. He lives so far, you know, for, from where I live, and it's nice to, to to bounce around Florida. People in Florida are so so nice too, and especially uh, out here in Orlando. And I'm not just uh, sucking up to you guys, but um, <laughs> it's been really really fun. It has the first show we played at the BB and T Center. There's a round stage in the middle, as I was saying. So you just got to, the, the guy, as he explained it to me, Mike, the nice man in charge, you know, you go up and he's like, you want to kind of hit everybody, so walk around the circle. I've never performed like that before. You got it down, Pat. It's the weirdest thing. I'm literally standing there, like, saying one thing, and then over my shoulder, throwing a punchline. You know, I'm over here, I'm back over here. And, 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 and I come off, and Sebastian goes, how'd you feel? Like, oh, I haven't been that uncomfortable on stage since 1997. <laughs> it was crazy, but awesome, you know? And then you came out, and it's just, it's, you know, we talk on the cast, and you don't, you don't talk that much about it, so to actually come out and see it, it was, it's, it's really something. It's amazing. Can, we, can I mention the box? Oh, yeah, you can mention the box. This is, so, this is wild. This is so funny. So when they're telling me what to do, they go, so when you get off stage, you're going to come out and you're going to come through this tunnel. But when you're coming through this tunnel, be careful. We don't want you to get run over by Sebastian's box. And I'm like, what do you mean? And, he, and then Sebastian's there, he goes, no, I get, I get in a box. So he <laughs> goes, and I get a little claustrophobic. So, you know, just make sure when you do your time, you stick kind of to the time because if you go over, I'm, I'm, I'm in a box. <laughs> And the more you're up there, the more I'm in the box. <laughs> so, you know, anyone who listens to the cast, this is a guy who stripped naked in first class because he had a window seat <laughs> and, a, and a denim shirt on that was too tight. So, <clears throat> so then they go, uh, when, so when you come off stage, they're wheeling the box out through the tunnel. And we don't want you to get run over by the box. We've had people almost get hit by the box. And he's in the box. And then they, can I say it all? They wheel him under the stage, and you don't think anything, you just think it's equipment. And then when they announce him, fire, a fire ring comes all around, and he's on a hydraulic, and he just lifts up. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) 
that? I mean, why isn't the Pope doing that? <laughs> it was great, man. Oh, man. No, so, so we were trying to figure out how do you get to the stage because I didn't want to be underneath the stage for two hours. So they're like, we could just wheel you out in a box and then right under the stage. So I get claustrophobic. So I was in there and they had to cut a little hole so I could see as I'm being wheeled out. And also what the, what the crew did as a joke on the, on the ceiling of the box, it's all naked pictures of women. So as I'm in the box, I'm just looking at tits. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know that, did you? No. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, is it, now is it? Are you sitting in a chair or you gotta lay no, down? No, it's like you you crunch up. You're in like a fetal position. Right. But I, I kind of situate it where I'm looking out so I could see the audience. And um, then when you get on that hydraulic stage, are you pressing a button to make it come up, or do they? Make no, it? there's a guy under there under there with me oh, who's so talking to the uh, the main board, and and then it's all timed. So the is, the is, fire ring and the hydraulics <laughs> are all timed. Is there a, a little like at first when it first takes you up, you like that or anything? Or? Well, it's I've only done it like five or six times, so it's kind of weird. I, I'm I'm crouched here, yeah. and then as it comes up, I gotta act like it's. <laughs> so, it's. <laughs> I'm thinking. No, you're right. It's almost like it's almost like uh, the Pulp Fiction when they go br bring out the gimp. It's like yeah. the idea is you're always under the stage, and when people come, you pop up. At the end of the show, you should go back. The rings start up again, and, and you wave down. as you go back down. Yeah, but then if that was the case, I would have to sit under the stage for an hour and a half until the arena cleared. Either that, right? they got to they wheel out five boxes, <laughs> and they don't know which box you're in. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, that's, that's the trickery behind the... Uh, I just, I don't know, when I did the, the, do the arena, I want to do it a little bit more as like a showmanship, you know, a little bit more production, so that's why... We're doing that. No, it's awesome. It really is. It's just like, you know, when you're first coming up, I feel like, you know, sometimes I start shows and I'm, I don't know where I'm going to start. So I'm just like, so what's up? It's good to be here. Like that, you know, you really got to know your first joke if you're coming up with fire rings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go, so, uh, so what's going on? Delhi today. The week I had today. So yeah, it's a real, it was great, man. And then we were at the theater last night, which was fun, and theater tonight. So. So we also, we got a lot of routes we can go today. We got, we got, uh, Zach Guido is here, by the way, of Zachalog fame. Oh, wow. Where's Zach? Where is Zach? Do you guys know about Zach Guido? So Zach, uh, he does, uh, he, 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 um, what the fuck does he do? Transcribe. <laughs> he types out everything, right? He types out, uh, our, all of our shows. So let's say... Uh, a year from now, we want to go back to this sh this show, so we could find anything we want to find um, if we go to the Zachalogs, right? Yeah, and, and if you want to hear about whenever we talk about Rocky, you type Rocky, and then all the episodes with Rocky. And as Zach likes to say, when he's done, with, by the time he's done with this, it's going to have more words than the Bible. Wow. That's so Zach, um, do you, do you work? Yeah, ah, it must take a long time to, to do all this. Do you have, a, like, a job, too? Yeah, I work. I'm right I'm with the camera. Yeah. 
straight ahead. Yeah, he's a freelance. He's a aspiring, I guess, a photographer now, like freelance. No, no. Oh, okay. But Zach makes crossword puzzles. What? For a living. Yeah, he's got books of them and shit. He actually yeah. does the, the, the whole crossword puzzle? Yeah, he's the guy, when you, you, you do him, he's the one who created it. How do you know this? Because I know him. He's, I've hung out with him. He's a friend. He comes to shows. You should oh. see his earring. He's got a Zach, cheesy have I met you? I think I've met you, Zach. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make him feel good. What is the earring you have in your ear? Me and Lou were discussing it. Uh, it's uh, the Disney Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. What is it? He's got an earring in the his Disney. ear of the Disney castle. <laughs> I don't, is that an Orlando thing? Like, I don't even know how the people of Orlando look at Disney. Like, if you live here, do you go, ah, the fuck again? <laughs> is, is, is that how it is? Like, uh, oh, like here man. they come. Here comes the buses. It's incredible. I mean, you people have never in your lives flown out of here without like 20 kids on your plane, right? It's insane. Everywhere you go. So, Zach, will the, will the castle come out of the ear when we leave Florida? Uh, yeah, it might. It might. I like to wear it, uh, I don't know, it's a little flashy. It's gold. Slightly Italian, but not too Italian. Zach's last name is Guido. That's literally his last name. So if anyone has a right to wear that goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from uh, the Midwest? No, no, I'm, I'm from uh, Rochester. Oh, okay. Rochester, so, New York. And okay. now I live outside the city near uh, Lou. Oh, okay. So you traveled in for this? Yeah, we just happened to be here for the holiday. And we had this trip planned for like 10 months. And then you guys said on the show you're going to be here. Oh, perfect. So perfect. it worked out. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm really loving Orlando. I came here... Um, two years ago and I'm like oh this is this is a nice because we just had a Serafina or just about to or what have you and I'm yeah. like wow yeah. this is nice you bring the family out here you know it's places to run and um, yeah well <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing in LA nothing to do I mean we, we bought Serafina like a little mechanical car and we got it in the house and literally you go zit zit there's no place to like yeah open this thing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I start seeing grass in Orlando. I'm like, man, it's nice. Seraphine can just run. I mean, I, my, everything man. now is around... What, what are you... First of all, you're talking Florida grass, which is like, you get paper cuts. <laughs> you, you ever walk in Florida? No one, no one wrinkles their toes in Florida grass. No, it's, it's like bad. artificial turf. It's hard. It's shit. And then... And then, like, I was trying to, you know, relax, as, you know, I mean, what I do, my little hobby, out after a show the other, last night, and I go to sit on a bench, and right next to me is a sign that says, beware venomous snakes. Correct me. Venomous. Uh, oh, it could be all around you. So you can't even enjoy a smoke without possibly getting bit by a rattlesnake in this goddamn state. So, you, you, well, no one's running around in the grass. Okay, I didn't and know. And then the geckos, you see those? You walk two feet. <laughs> it's off-putting. They're everywhere. I don't know. I haven't uh, actually uh, looked uh, or have ventured out yeah, into, yeah. you know, because I don't have a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Is it legal here? Is the pot legal here? No, it's, no, it's not. No, okay. I did a hard Google on that two, <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> 
Then I called Lou. I'm like, Lou, bring some cartridges. <laughs> Lou had nothing. It was a whole thing, man. I'm like, ew, we just going to be drinking tonight, Lou? <laughs> so barbaric. Well, speaking of drinking, uh, Pete, last night, you know, we, we have some blue moons uh, on the bus. Now, I've never seen this move before. <laughs> He takes a moon out of the out of the refrigerator and he's going upstairs and then he took another one and put it in his back pocket. Yeah. Is that a Florida move? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's just a long walk from the green room to the bus. <laughs> and I didn't want to come back to get yeah, my Yeah, I know, but I've never thought to to throw a bottle of uh, alcohol in my in my oh. right ass pocket and walk around with it. <laughs> so uh, we thought it'd be cool. I, I know there's uh, uh, people that have questions yes. if you want to like ask uh, about whatever. And and and, and just so to, to quell your uh, your mind, we'll be outside. We'll take photos. You got shit for us. We'll do yeah, all that. Yeah. That's that's not a problem. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, very grateful but, that you guys came. Yeah, man. really we, meant we, a lot to kinda, us. We really. want to get to know the listeners a little bit so uh, Lou do we have like a, uh, a a microphone we could pass around if somebody wanted to ask questions okay we do we do have that so make sure you look at Zach's earring when he gives you the mic get a good look at the castle hey oh hi hi I just wanted to tell you that uh, I'm glad Seraphine is feeling better thank you but I think the nurse was calling you out the nurse the nurse was calling you out with oh your when I went to the bathroom yeah I just yeah, yeah. so <laughs> thanks Lou <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know if you remember the episode I was talking about. Uh, I went to the bathroom. I didn't flush the bath, the, the toilet, because I didn't want to wake Serafina up. The nurse came in and she made a comment, like Serafina was taking adult shits. And um, but yeah, no, thank you, thank you. Hello, hello, testing. Yes, right. we hear you. All right. Hey, Sebastian, we, we, I came from Miami, so we heard the audio book. We downloaded it to hear, you know, we're three hours in. You sounded extremely, you didn't know how to read in the beginning. Yeah. What was that about? Did somebody stop you and say, start over? You barreled yeah. on? No, it was difficult for me to read my own book. <laughs> but in your defense, it got way better after chapter two. You got in the flow at three, you were in it, boom, you're in there. Wow. Um... <laughs> Thanks for the honesty. Listen, the first chapter, <laughs> did you go to school? Um, <laughs> no, it was very, very difficult because what happens when you read the audio book, you're in a small room, you got two other people in another room, and you're, you're reading out loud. And something, first of all, I typically don't read a lot. And then secondly, I don't read out loud. And then when you read out loud, every, you know, you have to read it word for word. And then sometimes I would miss a word and sometimes they have to go back. So it, it took a while for me to kind of warm up and start, and start reading in a, in a, uh, in a fluent, educated <laughs> manner. But uh, yeah, the first chapter, you're right. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was um, sucked. <laughs> sucked. <laughs> But it's great, man. It gets really good, and we're really enjoying it. Oh, thank you. I'm done. You. I'm out. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know some of you guys got books. If you want me to sign them, I'll sign them. Come on, lady. You should have brought the book. <laughs> hey, I love the, uh, I love the cast. Uh, the million-dollar question. Is J.J. Watt here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we don't know, is he? Uh, no, he's not here. Uh, no, J.J. Watt is not here. He is uh, probably getting ready for the playoffs. Did I, did I tell you what I got Watt for Christmas? Oh, no. I got him uh, a Fredonia T-shirt, like a, a full jersey. And then for his girlfriend, Kay, I got her a Fredonia half. You know, the girls like to wear the half ones now. They, and do, then, do they? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And then I also, Sadie made two little ornaments that are two little uh, winter hats. One's the color of the Texans, and the other one's the colors of the Dash, the Houston Dash soccer team. Oh, that's very sweet. That was. That's very that nice. That was nice, right? It's a nice gift. I hope they make the Super Bowl this year, man. So we got asked to go to the Super Bowl, uh, Pete, Pete and I. Um, to, they have like some big event on Friday. It's called like media. What is it called? Media, media yeah. row. Yeah. So then we would sit, like sit on media row and like interview football people, right? So uh, and then we would go to the game on Sunday, but uh, we're not going to do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Serious, yeah. Well, I know it's a Super Bowl. I've never been to a Super Bowl. Pete has been to a Super Bowl. I I would like to go, but it's just a schedule. Yeah, well, the Bears could be in. It could be Bears Texans. Who knows? But I I can't make it. I I just have shows I'm I'm doing in in Buffalo and and just. uh... When you're walking in the Super Bowl, you got people dangling in front of you. I'll give you four thousand dollars for that. I'll give you you know, and you just want to go. Okay, I just go home. So, if anything, maybe we should go and sell them in the parking lot. <laughs> Give 10% to DJ Lou and wrap it up. Yeah, sorry, Lou, we can't go. I know. Uh, maybe. Lou, did you even want to go to that? No, not unless J.J. Watt was in it. Who is this guy? It's like the new Jimmy from Boston over here, just chirping in my ear. Socks, man, you should go. Socks. You're out. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I have some things going on at home, too, that I, that I have to attend. Brandon, to, his name is Brandon. And you, you, you paid to see the show, not be on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but he's literally hanging out. It's hilarious. Of course we would go, but don't you want to sit on an igloo cooler on the sidelines? I want to be on the sidelines. I want to have to, like, oh, watch out, they're coming through, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah you want to oh, get... Oh, it was almost up beers. You know, that. Does anyone get to do that? Does beer always enter in any activity that you're doing? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. Well, you guys, of course. Like, where does Bradley Cooper, when you go and you do these uh, Golden Globe parties, ask some of these dudes, where, like, when they go to the Super Bowl, or well, they're probably in a suite, right? Yeah. Can anyone get field access? Can a celebrity get that? Does anyone know? Brad Pitt. <laughs> so Brad Pitt could do the coin toss. <laughs> Probably, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see what happens. What happens with that? How about any any other questions? Oh, over there. Yeah, with the beard. <laughs> yeah, right, guy. <laughs> I've never seen someone take so long to. <laughs> Hold on, he's got one for you. Oh, okay. All right. All right, now we can talk. So oh, that's good. Oh, okay. Right. Right. I thought you needed the vest. <laughs> Inside one. Inside. <laughs> now, I want to say, as a new fan of the cast, it's really cool being a part of the first live taping. Thank you. Are there any uh, plans of future live shows as well? 
Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about this on the bus. You know, uh, it's really fun performing uh, with with Pete and going on the road with him, and and just kind of like the friendship that we have. I'm like, wow, it'd be cool to like do shows together. I don't know how you feel about yeah. this. Do shows like stand up shows together, and then do this kind of you know during the day of whatever city that we're in. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I like this. I, you know, I like the I like the live audience. Uh, obviously, we're stand-up comedians, so we feel comfortable in front of a live audience. I actually feel more comfortable doing this than I do sitting in my my office crunched over uh with, with a headset on trying to, you know, like I, I like this. He doesn't particularly like the 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 visual of it. When we first started the podcast, we used to do like little games. I don't know if you remember if, if you used to listen in the beginning. We used yeah. to have like a, a cured meat. I brought in cured meats one time yeah, so he could fun. like blindfold, see how Italian he was and yeah. taste if it was salami, prosciutto, the whole thing. So I like that aspect of doing live live tapings because we could kind of bring bring a, like a new flavor to the show that you might not get if we're just doing it uh, remotely. Speaking of audience participation, Sebastian's got a kind gentleman that does uh, trains him and security, a gentleman named John, who I've become friendly with on this tour and stuff. And last night he was explaining about MMA and how you choke somebody out. And he was saying like he could choke me out in like four seconds. And I don't want to do that. It's dangerous. I don't know how it works. But I'm thinking maybe we might be able to talk DJ Lou into getting choked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Lou. You know that. But, I mean, that's literally what I'm going through my head last night. I'm like, what can we do on the show? Maybe we could choke out Lou. And you're like, what, what do you let us do it? DJ Lou. So maybe it's better off on that face-to-face because who knows what we'd be up to by now. We, I always wanted to do a, a sniff test with you because you say you have a nose like a bloodhound. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, wanted I'd to like put that really, to the... Yeah, I would love to do a sniff test. If you guys... Uh... If you guys like like heavy colognes on today and you want to take a photo, just keep going. All right? As I, I, you ever get that person that just does it up, it just lives in the chest, and it, it just... <laughs> It just hits you, so um, yeah, I'm not in. I'm not into heavy, but I, I have a. I have a. I have a really keen nose. I right. really do. I know. We never got around to that, though. Yeah. So those are the things that we'd like to do if we were doing this live. And I do see some more. Uh, what is your wife tax? She texting. What? Is- <laughs> yeah, we could see you. We could see you. Um, glad you're having a good time. Um, <laughs> defending yourself. Ah. <laughs> um, what else? We got any more questions, Brandon? Well, I'm sorry, Brandon. We got one more guy. In <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, guy. Did you ever end up hiring the mentalist for a party, or did Pete's reaction knock his powers down a few pegs? No, I. I you remember the mentalist, the guy uh, that I met at that corporate gig that I said I got to hire this guy for a party. He's yes. like a he's like a, a mind reader, he's yeah. a mentalist, whatever that is. Yeah. But he was phenomenal. I'm like, this guy's got to come to a party. So to answer your question, no, I haven't hired the mentalist yet. But the the guy is definitely in my wheelhouse when I do a nice nice party. All the parties up till now have been for Serafina. But I want to do like a look, like an adult blowout maybe over yeah. the summer. Yeah. Maybe for my birthday or or, uh, or Lana's, uh, and have the mentalist come because I think uh, I think having the mentalist at a party along with a saber could be. That's it. One of the best parties I've ever thrown. 
That's it. But man. the mentalist, I don't know if you guys have seen him. He's now like, you know, becoming a, a name for himself. He's on the show, the NBC show. I think he had his own show on NBC for a while. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like him. Hi, long-time listener, like forever, and this is like our eighth time seeing you live, so really Oh, wow, excited. thank you. Um, did you bring your families, your wives, and your children with you to Orlando? No, uh, that was the initial plan. Uh, yeah. I, was like, I told Pete, I said, bring the family, we'll all hang out, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go out, we'll spend a lot of time together. But then as it crept uh, uh, up, I, I figured that uh, with Serafina's health, we didn't want to put her on an airplane and come here and just because her health has not been 100%. So then I told Pete, you know, I said, you know, let, let, uh, let your kid and, 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 and your wife stay home and we'll, we'll do it another, another time. But yeah, that was the initial plan because we, you know, yeah. as, as, you know, I met Pete, uh, God, we were talking about this uh, the other day about six and a half years ago. And then uh, some of you know that he lived in Los Angeles for a year and then we became fast friends with with uh, his family and then he decided to move back to New York so Lana and I always think that's such a missing that be cool if you know he's the type of guy Pete you could come over and and you know just hang he's like a good hang guy you know <laughs> it just calls him a hobby <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, Jackie and him are like really, real cool people to hang out with, and and it's hard. I don't know if you guys find it yourselves. It's really hard to find, you know. Pete was mentioning in his act last night a, a couple that everybody kind of gets along and you could kind of go out with. Yeah, uh, yeah. Why do you guys have that problem? Uh, okay, so this is your group that you always go out with and everybody gets along. Very rare. That that's that's yeah. the case. There's always somebody like, oh, is this Tom gonna be there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do have, yeah. So yeah, he doesn't come. Well, there's eight of you. There's a guarantee at least two car loads driving home talking about somebody. <laughs> uh, I mean, the odds are stacked. The death box comes. Bro, not only is the, but it's unexpected death box. Yes. It's coming together nice, and uh, my friend from England, Thad, thinks I should market it. Anyone who may not have heard that show, I'm saying you put together certain things so if you die unexpectedly, as your son or daughter grows older, instead of them getting influenced by, you know, some stepdad or something, which is fine, I'm just jealous because I'm dead in my scenario. (laughs) (laughs) You got that lined up. You got it automatically, the stepdad's going to be an asshole. Dude, I know what I started now? Oh, what? Yeah, he's banging my wife. (laughs) You think if you died, you could possibly look down on any man who's with Lana and go, he's doing, hey. <laughs> not that he's doing her, like, he's doing all right. He's treating her good, but still. Yeah. You know? I hear you. Can you imagine if you're looking down and you see the guy who, like, your wife is with now, and at one point, he just takes your picture and puts it down <laughs> like that. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but that's why you got the unexpected death box. So your daughter will always be like, I know who my dad is. You know what I started now in my death box? You're going to love this. I put names of people, if I pass away, that she could always go to, like Jim Brewer, you. Um, if you ever need, if something really, you know, you have a problem, you can go to them and say, you know, my dad was close with you. I need, I need a favor, you know, and they'll help you. Yeah, I'm not saying cash. <laughs> I'm saying an internship in the summer, home from college or something, you know, that kind of thing, you know? That's nice. So, 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 so have you reached out to these people? Do you want me to are... take you off that list? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that because a lot of people, when they make out a will, uh, God forbid, if you die, you have to say who who's going to watch your kids. So uh, I've often said, do you have to tell those people? Or, or at the will reading, they go, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, the sister and the and the sister's husband get the kids, and they're like, "What? Fuck So, do you have to tell people that they're in the death box as an advisor to your daughter? Uh, no, this death box is designed specifically for my daughter to open it, and everything will be mapped out for her. You know, so like, as far as. These people, she doesn't have to. She she can go to them. It's also like your name is under there, and like Lou and and Brewer as people. If you want to know really what your dad was like, oh, call, okay. call these people. Oh, okay. Have a cup of coffee with them. They'll tell you what your dad was like. So you know, it's not. So I don't need to tell you that. No, no. Okay. But but but. Bro, round if of I die, applause. expect a phone call from my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> But round of applause. Do you think uh, this is a, a good idea to have? Right, that's fine. All right. All right. I think it's really good. Can and, you imagine if my daughter called you and she has some money and you go, you know, I'm I'm aware that you called me and your father specifically said you wouldn't be asking for cash. <laughs> Let's go back to episode three fifteen and play the tape. No. So I I have uh, you know I have a. F- picked in the will who would watch Sadie if me and Jackie died in a plane crash or something. Um, I don't know. I'm not putting you on the spot, but have you? And have you told? As I've told, I told them. Yeah, we have. Uh, but but here, here's the kicker. They also want, God forbid, if the people you pick are dead, who's next? Now we start getting oh. real thin, yeah. right? Because oh, it's hard enough to pick the first people. Now, if they die, you got to start going into, like, no. the bottom of the barrel, Well, this right? sounds like the apocalypse. At this point, I'm just going to tell my daughter, try and find Rick Grimes. <laughs> Walking Dead fans. <laughs> I mean, shit, how many do I got to put, 20? Well, no, I mean, like, when you're, when you're looking at raising your kids, yeah. it's very uh, hard in my, I don't know, it's, it's difficult to find... Two people that you would go, yeah, you know, I would like them to grow up in that environment. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you say? I mean, did, yeah. did you, right? Yeah. It's a nice touch. Yeah. No, oh, I'm sure yeah. it's family. No, you're not on the list. No. But no, it's I not mean, against me. You just don't no. want Seraphine raised in Fredonia. Huh? Yeah, it's, it's Fredonia that's the problem. <laughs> no, it's proximity. I mean, it's a, it has a lot to do with, like, where you live. Family. It's like, are we going to ship the kid off uh, halfway across the country? And if they don't, you know, they lose all their friends or whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Pete's not there. When you do, the, like, I told, you know, I told, when I told the person, like, you know, I just want to know him be you, but keep that on the QT. But now I feel like family members that listen go, well, he didn't tell us, so we know it's not us. And are they, would you be offended if, like, your sister chose, uh, you know, her husband's sister instead of you and Lana to raise a kid? Would you be like... Uh, no. I, well, I, the relationship my sister and I have is so, so tight that if she went outside uh, myself and Lana, I would definitely go, you know, that that that, that would be a if, you'd be problem. Like, even if you picked... Your husband's side of family. Me and dad are just gonna come kidnap the kid anyway. Yeah, no, we we would <laughs> we would we would be there every day, you know. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah, I uh I would find it a problem because we're so tight. But if you're not tight with your sibling, then I, I don't I don't think it would be an issue. Did you do you have a will made out yet? Yeah. 
Well, put a little thing in there that says I get my sword back if you die. <laughs> <laughs> that thing going at a garage sale for one-fourth the price. Unbelievable. From Italy. Any more questions? Yeah, yeah get, oh, get Brad. Well, you want the mic here? Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to you, bro. We'll get to you. So I saw you at um, the Hard Rock just after your daughter was born, and I sat in the upper bowl, and we were talking about it earlier. I love this venue because I feel like I'm with you, part of this, um, because sitting up in the upper bowl, it was like a show. I enjoyed it thoroughly, but just not that connection. So I love this. You know, comedy is better played in a room this size. You go to an arena or a large venue, you kind of lose the intimacy of it all, and, and then you're like, eh, you know, I'm up sitting up here, and this, I gotta watch the screen. So here is, is ideal, not only for the audience member, but for the performer, because I'm looking right at you, you could, you know, like you'd feel the energy in the room. It's like immediate with a larger place, so you kind of have to wait or whatnot. But so I, I do agree with you. It's just, it's just more of a, a you know, if, I was doing a lot of clubs, but I would have to literally do, you know, 14 shows during a week if I wanted to, you know, rather than banging out in one night. So, yes, you're right. You do lose the intimacy, and I'm glad you're sitting in the front row and, and feeling, uh, <laughs> feeling, Sometimes feeling the Sometimes you energy. have a water bottle on your head. This, I, I see you through the water. Through it's the like water. So, excuse me. I'm event. so sorry. Let's get the fucking water. What the fuck? God, all right, here, yeah, Jesus. Sorry, that was our prop department. That, uh... Let's just get organized! But one is, I think I heard, going back to the original question about who inspired you, I think you said at one point, Andrew Dice Clay? Well, I worked with Andrew Dice Clay for a little bit, and uh, he gave me a shot uh, playing large venues and whatnot, and I listened to him growing up, and, you know, just that kind of a spectacle. I really learned a lot from Dice in the fact that he taught me, uh, you know, I asked him a lot about arenas when I was uh, when I was uh, touring with him. Like, how do you do arenas? And, you know, it's a large venue. And how do you work the room? And, you know, he gave me a lot of, like, advice on, on being a comedian. Um, but growing up, I... I didn't I listened to him, but I listened to him kind of on the DL just because it was so dirty, and my parents right. didn't didn't want me listening to that. I still had like Italian parents that were like uh, kind of strict in that way. Where like, yeah, <laughs> what are you listening to? You know, like, no, so yeah. no. Brandon, what's up? Talk it out. <laughs> guy's been dying the whole time. My question is that uh, you guys are always watching like shows and stuff. Um, I was just wondering if you guys have ever uh, watched the "I'm Dying Up Here" by uh, produced by Jim Carrey about the stand-up comedians in the '70s. Um, I was just wondering if you guys ever uh, watched that about Goldies, you know, being the comedy story. Yeah. Do you guys watch that or? Yeah, no, I've never no. watched it. I, I know it was on Showtime for Shut two seasons. Two two seasons it was on, and yeah. I think it's actually canceled. Yeah, it they canceled is, it. it. Is. But uh, from what I hear, uh, Judy, my manager, loved the show. It's awesome. Really depicted the comedy really well. It's 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 based on the comedy store in Los Angeles, and I think that Goldie character is based on Mitzi Shore, who was. Uh, who just passed away uh, this year. Um, so Mitzi is Pauly Shore's uh, mother, and uh, she runs the comedy store, and uh, that's where I started in 1998, and it was kind of like a breeding ground for young comedians who came to Los Angeles. It was like a, a little uh, 
comedic colony. You would, could go there and work on your craft. And Mitzi really treated the comedians uh, really, really well. I don't know how they depict this woman in, in the show, but uh, from what I understand, you know, Mitzi really nurtured a lot of the great comedians that you know you've seen today. It's particularly coming out of the late '70s, early '80s. Um, she really was a, a huge, huge influence on on comedy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that show. Uh, I actually have a, a friend of mine, a couple guys, a, a Santino. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll talk to Showtime and we'll get it back I, on the air. But. Uh, Ben, oh, a question in the back. I have a question. Have either of you ever been starstruck, starstruck by meeting a famous celebrity? Pete? <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Lots of different times. The big one for me was me and DJ Lou were in the elevator once, and uh, Chris Robinson from the Black Crows got on, and we were both like, be cool, be cool, be cool. And then by the time we got to the bottom of the elevator, we were both like, just want to say we're huge fans. So that, that was a pretty heavy one. What I find is even more wild is when you're around somebody that's very famous, but you're not necessarily a fan of them, so it's like their powers are weaker on you. <laughs> you ever have that? Like I was doing a gig once in Denmark, and the biggest star of all of Denmark, some actor, was on the show with me, and everyone's fawning over him, and I'm like, I, I feel nothing, guy. I feel nothing right now. How about you? I, uh, I, I did a commercial. It was a Super Bowl commercial with Prince. Um, 2000. Yeah, when he did the Super Bowl. I forget when that is. Guy, do you know? 2000. Wasn't that the year the Bears were in it? Okay, 2008. So the, how I got that gig, I don't even know if I tell this on the cast. I did? Okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, when he walked in the room, yeah, I did tell him, but when he walked in, he, did, he smelled beautiful, and uh, he just had two girls like with little incense sticks following him around. He was just always in a cloud of smoke. Holy and then when he sat, when he sat down, you, you know, he just sat down on the, on the top of the table, and, and, and he just kind of looked at everybody with his eyes, and I'm like, God, this guy's sexy. <laughs> It was unbelievable. I may have mentioned this on the cast. When I used to work front desk at a hotel, we checked in Keanu Reeves when he was with his band Dog Star. And that guy is so cool when he was leaving. Our hotel wasn't real nice, but he was keeping it cool, like being, keeping it real, staying where the band stays. So he's checking out, and the guy at the front desk, a young guy who was an intern with me, he goes to him, can I get your autograph from my girlfriend? And Keanu Reeves signs it. And as Keanu Reeves walking away, he turns and says to him, thanks again, Agent Utah from that movie Point Break. And Keanu Reeves drops his duffel bag in the lobby and turns around and yells to my friend, I am an FBI agent, right? And we were all like, what the fuck? It was so cool. And then he picks up the duffel bag and goes, where's the bar, bro? And, and he went down and he got a drink. And here's the crazy thing. I go down 10 minutes later and all the waitresses have his glass. He had a screwdriver before he got on the bus. They had it in a linen napkin, and they were all drawing straws to see who gets to keep Keanu Reeves' empty glass. <laughs> That's fame. Yeah. Man. That's kind of like, you know, like when you did the arena at the BBT, when you came off and you went in the back of the bus, I put on your leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I got a photo with it, man. Holy. And I'm saying to John, I go, Jesus, this thing is like a suit of armor. <laughs> 
the hell is you're on stage in front of twenty thousand people for and he's sweating and he goes, I don't know why I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You wearing a suit of armor guy. Oh. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. I might have to steal that from my little comedy museum. You oh, know. no, yeah. I got the George Wallace uh, towel. Oh, so, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah a little collection. Where'd you get that from? Uh, uh, Montreal. You took his towel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, forget the National Comedy Institute in Jamestown. Everyone's coming to my house to see my shit. Yeah. Do you keep, by the way, when you do a special... Like, the first special I ever did on Comedy Central, I took that T-shirt that I wore, and I have it on oh a little... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I have it on a little hook in my office, and Jackie's constantly like, hey, nobody gives a shit about what T-shirt you wore. Like, I think it should be in a glass in the Hard Rock uh, Casino lobby, <laughs> you know, like with a dummy on it. This is what he wore when he did... I can't even name my own fucking special. Why would anyone else care? <laughs> <laughs> Things we do for love. <laughs> I'm going to put it in my unexpected death box. I'll fold it up. Put it <laughs> no, I do. I, uh, I, I wore these jeans. I think it was the why would you... No, what's wrong with people? I wore these jeans that look like leotards. <laughs> and uh, it, was, it was Lana's fault because I... Put the jeans on before I did the show, and I go, babe, you like these? And she goes, yeah, no, they're, they're really good. And then I did this show, and then the phone started ringing off the hook from Chicago. Uh, my buddy's going, guy, we could see your nuts. <laughs> the hell are you wearing? <laughs> so I just threw those jeans out this week. Oh, yeah. man. Come what on. What the fuck? Come on. Donate them to the National Comedy. Nobody thing. wants to look at tight jeans. It's just a pair of Levi's. They were like $48. I know. I got all my old notebooks thinking someday everyone's going to thumb through them and give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So listen, guys. We're going to go out front. We're going to take some photos. You guys, anything is for us to sign. We are so, so happy that you came to this tonight. We are yeah. so happy. Although, we always joke about, oh, you know, we're not in the, whatever, 200s or whatnot. It's just a joke. We, 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 we love doing this. It's not about uh, getting, getting money for this at all. Although, we have a couple sponsors now. It's always been about the relationship Pete and I share and just, uh, just wanting to, you know, expose that and, and share it with you guys. So... You know, uh, whatever you guys are going through, if whether it be a family issue or, you know, work-related or whatever it is, because I do this myself, it's nice to kind of lose yourself in either a TV show or a podcast and, and kind of like, you know, for an hour, just kind of, while you're going to work, laugh a little bit. And, and that, for me, when I hear a lot of the comments on Twitter and whatnot, hey, man, just had to pull over, we were dying laughing. That's, that's, for me, what, what makes that. it all worth it. Yeah, so uh, we have to thank you wholeheartedly for, for listening yes. to the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so that being said, uh, DJ Lou's going to be out there. He smells like a chimney. And yeah. uh, we'll be out there. So, so great to see you. And we will see you tonight. Thank you. The show has ended. 
Now, what did you get, Lou? Uh, cash. 